It's just what the doctor ordered. It's time for your daily dose of awesome. Check your hate and negativity at the door as mom, wife, teacher, and lover of life, Cindy Liming shares awesome, fun-loving tips on how you can bring positivity, fun, and laughter into your life and into the world. And now, here's your host, Cindy Liming. This is a Spiva Media production. It's just what the doctor ordered. It's time for your daily dose of awesome. Check your hate and negativity at the door as mom, wife, teacher, and lover of life, Cindy Liming shares awesome, fun-loving tips on how you can bring positivity, fun, and laughter into your life and into the world. And now, here's your host, Cindy Liming. Hey, check this out. This is my third episode this week. Technically, my last day of school was Thursday, so getting three episodes in one week is pretty good for me, especially since technically I was still working. With the growth of this podcast, I thought it might be a good idea to share a little bit more about my past and present and where I'm headed in the future. I live a very crazy and chaotic life, and I surprise myself all the time that I actually have a podcast too. I often say that my life is crazy and chaotic, but I've never really had a chance to explain in detail as to why that is. As you'll hear in this brief story of my life, I never thought I'd be able to do this. Actually, I never thought I'd be able to do half the things I've done so far in my adult life. We all have our struggles in life. Once you see how far I've come, I hope to empower you to get past your struggles too. I'm going to be sharing things with you that you may or may not have known about me after this quick break. When I think about my life, certain moments really stick out to me. I want to share specific moments with you that created who I am as your host of your Daily Dose of Awesome and how this show came to be. And I wonder if you'll be as surprised as I am. One thing that you need to know about me, and it may not seem like that big of a deal, but it is, is that I'm 50% Filipino. My dad is Caucasian. In other words, he's as white as they come. Obviously, you have seen my podcast art for this show, and clearly I've received more from my mother's side when it comes to looks. And you might be thinking, so what? Well, it matters in the story of my life and how this podcast came to be. I grew up in a small town. Everyone in this town in the mid-70s and 80s were white, except for me, my brother, and my mom. We were the darkest people in town. Nowadays, color doesn't matter as much as it did back then. You would think in the 70s and 80s that it didn't matter that much, but it did where I came from. Believe it or not, I was a very quiet and shy child, and I was scared of everything. Now that I'm a parent myself, I applaud my parents for raising me as I never wanted to try anything new. I was like this since I was born, and I can only imagine what it must have been like for my parents to send me to school. I mean, I was already a big scaredy cat, so the fact that I was picked on relentlessly at school didn't make me any braver. 
It's interesting because when I tell my students today that I was picked on, they can't wrap their minds around it. When I was little, other kids asked me why my eyes looked weird. And they would speak to me in some kind of gibberish that maybe sounded like Chinese and they expected me to understand. And if you can believe this, I was told by many to go back to my own country. Do you know how confusing this was as a six-year-old? Because as far as I knew, I was born here, which is true. So to recap, I was already shy, so I never really talked to anyone in the first place. Now the same kids are picking on me. All I knew to do was just to be quiet and blend in more. I felt ugly and left out. I hated my brown skin. I wanted to be white like everyone else. I wanted my eyes to be like everyone else's. Getting picked on daily did not help my self-esteem or my confidence. I got through high school and I had a decent amount of friends and boyfriends and I still got picked on and I still felt ugly, but I managed to graduate from high school. Needless to say, although I have fond memories with a few close friends, negative, negative, negativity was something that I had to face on a daily basis. I then went on to college thinking I would like to be a talk show host, which I know is ironic because I was not all that outgoing, but at the time Oprah had her game on and I wanted to do what she did. I wanted to have cool guests on the show and chat with people. And I had never been in front of a camera before in my life. In fact, my parents have photos of me turning around and covering my face to avoid picture taking. I really don't know why I thought TV was going to be my thing. I think it was maybe because I was obsessed with being famous. I was reading Seventeen Magazine and Sassy and Teen Beat. I wanted to be like those people. So when I got to college, I auditioned for the campus TV channel. What a joke this was. I got in front of the camera and I had to read a script. It was bad. It was really bad. I hated it and I wanted the situation to end as soon as possible. That was at Kent State University, which I actually loved. After this epic fail with the audition, my mother thought I might make for a good teacher and transferred me to another nearby college. And I know Kent is a great school for teaching, but my grades were not doing well there. Coming from a small town and going to a huge state campus was like culture shock, and my academics paid the price. My parents forced me to go to another nearby college, which was Hiram College, which ended up being a blessing in disguise. See, at Hiram, I met this charming guy who had beautiful curly hair, and he knew all the right words to say to make me feel beautiful. He made my confidence go way up, and it was exactly what I needed. We were like two peas in a pod, and we were together all the time. I never knew a guy could love me like this and so perfectly. He was a year younger than me, so I graduated before him, and unfortunately, it just didn't work out. I came home, back to my little small town of South Amherst, and moved back in with my parents. Many of my girlfriends from high school did the same thing. They were all getting married and settling down, so I thought I should probably do the same thing. Bad idea. I ended up marrying a guy from high school who, looking back now, we didn't really love each other, but we managed to have three amazing kids together. So for that, I am thankful. 
that marriage ended in divorce. I had an awful bout with clinical depression. So again, negativity was showing its ugly face. I ended up getting reconnected with that curly haired dreamy guy from Hiram. The cool part about that is that he's now my husband. The not so cool part about this is that he lives an hour away from me. Let me just say, though, divorce stinks, and we both went through it. So he has his own two kids, and I have my three. And it turned both of our family's lives upside down. Since he's a minister and has to change churches frequently, and I have a really great teaching career, we decided to not move in together. Our kids, they never had to go through that adjustment period of blending families together. And it would have been like a grand total of seven of us living under the same roof. Are things chaotic as they are? Yes. But I think seven people living together might be worse. Due to my divorce, I got to keep the house. And that has its own pluses and minuses. My kids did not want to move out of the house they grew up in, so I promised I would do my best to keep it. My husband and I do not share money, although we would bail each other out of a financial mess if we had to. Not sharing money is one less thing to argue about, and I know many marriages that end up getting destroyed due to finances. In a nutshell, though, um, I'm happily married, but I'm technically kind of like a single mom also on a teacher's salary with no child support. And that's another long story, and I'm not going to get into that, but money was getting tight for us. Another blessing happened. My husband's present church needed a children's ministry director, so they hired me and another person to handle the job. And I love this job, but it is an hour away. And thankfully, much of the job can get accomplished from home. So when I say I'm a married single mother slash teacher slash children's ministry director slash podcast host, well, that's the story behind all that except for the podcast host, which I'm going to get to you in a minute. But my point is, is that negativity has surrounded me my entire life. Believe me, I got sucked into it. Those of you who have gone through divorce, you know the ugliness of it. I was a hateful and very negative and angry person. And honestly, I was disgusted with who I was. Marrying Bill, though, was one of the best decisions I've ever made. He saw things in me that I could not see, and he builds me up all the time. The emotional part of my life really started to fall into place. I'm not sure if this is a good thing, but I've managed to cut out all the negativity down to close to nothing in my life. For example, on Facebook, any haters of anything have been hidden or unfriended. My husband and I quit watching the news. Any gossip that comes my way, I either walk away or I simply just say I don't want any part of this. When friends or relatives start having conversations with me where they are complaining, most times I say nothing and smile. I've learned it's just better to be quiet than to add fuel to the fire. This new life of mine, this new person I've become, feels really good. It's very chaotic and busy, but honestly, I couldn't be happier. The people that I surround myself with are healthy for me. So how did the podcast come to be? As you see, not counting the last six years or so, I was surrounded by negativity, and I too was behaving like a miserable person. Words cannot explain how having a positive outlook on life is so much better and happier and healthier. And this is what I want for the world. I want the world to find joy. God made this playground for us to play in, and I certainly don't want to let him down. This podcast 
is totally a God thing. Because remember, I was shy and quiet with no confidence for the majority of my life. And the Lord could cho- could have chosen a better person to create a podcast than me. But for whatever reason, it landed on my heart. And after, after several discussions with the Lord and telling me, telling him that I can't do this, I finally put my foot down and I prayed to God and I said, okay, if you want me to do this, then you'll have to show me the way clearly. So the next day, while listening to another podcast called Tiny Leaps with host Greg Clunas, started offering an online class. I thought this was a sign. A class is practically falling into my lap, right? I thought I should probably look into it since it was probably God, and I discovered that it was going to be very expensive. So I said to the Lord, why show me a class that I can't even afford? So again, with more prayer, and I prayed and I said, if you want me to do this, then you'll have to show me the money that I need to take this class because I don't know where it's going to come from. So ironically, and I am a forgetful person, so those people, those of you who know me, you know that this is no surprise, that I had forgotten that I had an app called Digits, and Digits puts money away for me, like just a few dollars here and there, and just goes into this other account and sits there. And I hadn't looked at it in months because I didn't know it was there. I forgot all about it. And when I checked it, I, I happened to remember and I checked it and I had way over the amount that I needed for the class in there. So I took the class. When the class was over, it was time to record. Honestly, it took me weeks to get the courage to record. And when I finally did, it was time to edit. I discovered that I hate editing. And back then, I also had to figure out how to upload to all the different platforms. I knew I would need to learn more about production, and I wasn't very comfortable with adding music. I was using a program called Audacity to record and edit. And people say that they love it and it's user-friendly. And for me, even after watching several YouTube videos in an attempt to learn the program, I got frustrated and threw in the towel for months. (laughs) In conversations with others, I would talk about my frustrations, and people close to me knew I was trying to start a podcast that I wasn't sure I wanted to start in the first place. This time, though, I just stopped. I didn't even pray about it anymore. The mic I bought started to collect dust, and on I went with my life. And then a couple months go by, and one day my um, my teenage son's friend came over to the house, and his name's Thomas, and He asked me how the podcast was going, and I was basically like, what podcast? And he said, well, I was looking around at apps, and I found one you might like, and it's called Anchor. It's free, and it looks like it could help you. So keep in mind, I wasn't going to do the podcast. I mean, after paying all that money for the class, and then I got so frustrated with editing and recording and uploading... I seriously, this podcast was done. It was not going to happen until Thomas walked in the door. So, um, so anyway, I checked it out and anchor is super easy. I can record on anchor, add music, get sponsors and anchor uploads it to all platforms with just a click of a button. (laughs) That totally sounds like my sponsor ad, but anyway, (laughs) even though everything seemed to be falling into place, I couldn't get the courage to record. So again, ironically, Months or maybe weeks went by after that, maybe a couple weeks, not months, but I was scrolling through Greg Clunas's Facebook group and someone I don't even know. And it's so weird to me because this person like is the person that 
was like the total game changer. But this person I didn't even know commented on a post in the group. I don't even know his name, but his post was something like this. It was like, don't worry if it isn't perfect. Just dive in and do it. Just do it. If you don't, then you never will. And he wasn't even, I wasn't even like in conversation with him either. I just happened to see that. And for whatever reason, that little comment resonated with me, combined with the fact that negative media in the news and on Facebook was bringing me down and I wanted to do something about it. I was on a mission to make a change. I thought if I put some positivity out there through my podcast that maybe I could change a little part of the world. So I dusted off my mic and recorded and published in under an hour and your daily dose of awesome was born. So if you've made it this far, thank you. I definitely want to share a few takeaways before I go though. So number one, don't worry about what people think of you. When you do, you put them in control. Number two, marry the person who is like oxygen to you. Marry the one who is like a breath of fresh air. Divorce, for lack of a better word, sucks. So try really hard to do it right the first time. Do what you have to do to stay positive. Let go of those negative, unhealthy relationships. Cut that cancer off or keep them at an arm's length. Life is way too short to let others suck the life out of you. And one last takeaway. You know that dream you have, the one that you're afraid to pursue? Talk to God about it. It's on your heart for a reason. Think of it as your responsibility. Thank you again for listening, and I'm hoping that my story sheds some light on how and why this podcast came to be. Start creating the life that you want right now. Remember, this scared little girl from small town Ohio somehow got brave, and you can too. I'd love to hear more about what you think of this episode, so let's continue the conversation in the Facebook group by going to www.facebook.com groups slash Y-D-D-O-A. You can also find me on Instagram at your DD of awesome and on Twitter at Cindy Liming. Cindy is spelled C-Y-N-D-I and Liming is L-I-M-I-N-G. Until next time, try doing just one thing that could make your life even more awesome today. Let me know how it's going in the Facebook group. Make it an awesome week, my friends. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.